0: News. It's one o'clock. I'm on Alex Price. The headlines. A lawyer for one of the offices appealing against their Ken Jeong assault convictions says his client may have been mistakenly identified. The government announces it will review policies on the use of Civic Square following a court ruling, and the chief executive plays down a report showing Hong Kong has fallen in a workplace competitiveness index. A lawyer representing one of the seven police officers jailed for assaulting an activist during the Hong Kong during the sorry Occupy movement in 2014 said the judge in the original hearing shouldn't have concluded that his client is one of the attackers simply based on how he dressed. Candice Wong reports.
1: Senior Counsel Wen Yu said the judge in the previous trial determined that Senior Inspector Lao Chuk Ngai was among the group of officers who attacked Ken Zheng in Admiralty because he was wearing a blue T-shirt, a black vest and a warrant card as shown on a TVB News footage. But the lawyer argued that many other officers were similarly dressed. He also said the brightness of the footage submitted as evidence during the trial had been enhanced. He said that Kev changed the colour of what was captured in the video. Lao and other six police officers were jailed for two years over the incident but have been released on bail pending their appeal. They are Chief Inspector Wong Cho-Sing, Detective Sergeant Pak Wing Bun, Constable Lao Hing Pui and Detective Constables Wong Wai-Ho, Chan Xiu tan and Kwan Ka-Ho. The hearing is expected to conclude tomorrow.
0: The Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government will review its policies on the use of Civic Square after the High Court ruled it's unconstitutional to restrict public access. The East Wing forecourt of government headquarters was fenced off in 2014 after it became a flashpoint for protests. It was partially reopened last year. Mrs Lam says the government will see how it can follow up on the court ruling since it also has to ensure the smooth operation of government offices.
2: The relevant departments together with Department of Justice will carefully study the uh, judgment and then decide on the next step. The second thing is I have already asked the director of administration to revisit those guidelines and mechanisms to see whether there are ways in light of experience in the last year that uh, we could uh, change or relax some of the requirements. As soon as we have a decision, we will let the public know.
0: Welcoming the ruling, Democristos Joshua Wong said if public access is fully restored, it will reduce tensions between protesters and the government. He said he hopes the government won't appeal against the verdict and he'll urge pro-democracy lawmakers to pressure it to fully reopen the area so people can once again freely enter as well as hold assemblies without applying for a permit.
3: I don't think there will have massive civil disobedience suddenly happen again within the next few months or next one or two years. So why don't the government try to reconsider the policy on civic square? I believe no matter who are on which side of the political spectrum to reopen the civic square and to reduce unnecessary limitations, it will absolutely reduce the tension between protesters and the government.
0: Meanwhile, Carrie Lam has played down a report over Hong Kong's fall in a global workforce survey. The IMD World Talent Ranking assesses a region's performance based on criteria such as education, workplace training, language skills, cost of living and quality of life. The latest report from the Swiss-based business school ranks Hong Kong 18th, six places down from last year. Singapore remains unchanged at 13th, the highest in Asia. Here's Mrs. Lam.
2: I'm not too worried about this uh, drop in the ranking because there are a lot of factors in international rankings of this nature. And I have yet to find out uh, the so-called cut-off date of the uh, information as a basis for the ranking because it, it might capture a situation a year ago. So it will not have reflected the extensive uh, investment we have made in education in this term of a government.
0: IT sector lawmaker Charles Mox said the government hasn't done enough to support and invest in developing talent, especially in the technology industry.
3: The government has not been putting enough resources into retooling and reskilling the Hong Kong people. For example, who are ready in technology, which is a very fast-changing field, and you see that many other countries, especially Singapore, our biggest competitor in the region, had put a lot more sustained effort and investment into their own people. In Hong Kong, we lack that investment.
0: The operator of a training centre for the disabled that's set to be demolished to make way for a civil service college may be able to continue running the school when it moves to a new location. After the chief executive, Carrie Lam, announced in her policy address that the Shine Skills Centre in Tong will have to be torn down, the Secretary of Labour, Law Kwong had said a new centre with improved services would be set up and run by NGOs with government subsidies. But at a LegCo panel meeting, Mr Law now says the government will negotiate with the current operator, the Vocational Training Council, to see if it can run the new centre. The council's executive director, Carrie Yao, welcomed the news.
2: We are glad to see the light at the end of the tunnel in the sense that uh, government at least is prepared to consider uh, giving priority to considering a continuation of our service of Shine Skill Centre. Well, we look forward to a continuous dialogue with the uh, government to find out exactly what sort of enhanced services they're looking for. But I'm sure that with the can-do spirit of uh, VTC, we'll be able to deliver.
0: Turning overseas now, and Australian police have arrested three men in Melbourne who they say were planning a mass shooting. They've been under investigation for several months. Here's the BBC's Howard Griffiths.
3: The three men are all Australian nationals of Turkish background and include two brothers. Officers say they'd been tracked by the police since early 2017 and had been under investigation by the counter-terror unit since March of this year. It's alleged that the trio had been plotting to shoot people in a crowded space and that their preparations had escalated. Earlier this month, a 30-year-old man carried out an attack in the city centre, stabbing one person to death before he was shot by the police.
0: Saudi Arabia's foreign minister has said his government categorically rejects claims that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman ordered the killing of the dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi. His denial came as reports circulated saying the CIA had concluded that ultimate responsibility did lie with the prince. Here's the BBC's Charles Haviland. Interviewed by
3: a Saudi newspaper, Foreign Minister Adel al-Jubeir says reports of Prince Mohammed's responsibility for Jamal Khashoggi's murder had no basis in truth. The CIA report on the Khashoggi affair is expected to appear later on Tuesday. The agency is said to believe that no operation against the journalist could have been authorised without the Crown Prince's consent. There's been international outrage over the murder of the journalist in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul in early October. Riyadh has now acknowledged that Jamal Khashoggi was killed and dismembered, but blames rogue officials. The White House has decided to
0: restore the press credentials of the CNN journalist Jim Acosta, but they've warned they'll take further action against him if he fails to follow new rules governing White House press conferences. From Washington, here's the BBC's Chris Buckler.
3: Jim Acosta was involved in a heated exchange with President Trump the day after the midterm elections. Afterwards, his press pass was revoked and then temporarily returned to him after a court challenge. Now, ahead of a further hearing, the White House has taken what they've described as a final decision to restore his credentials. However, in future, they say new rules will be enforced at press conferences. Reporters will only be allowed to ask a single question, although permission may be granted for a follow-up.
0: Police in the U.S. city of Chicago say four people have been killed after a gunman opened fire outside a hospital. A hospital employee, a police officer and the gunman are among the dead. Local media say the incident started in a car park. This woman was working across the street from the hospital.
2: I heard five shots and asked my co-worker, were those gunshots? And she said, yeah. I went to my window and I could see there were a couple of police cars in the street and they were... Someone was shooting at them. That's what it looked like. And someone ran back in the building. I don't know if that was the gunman or who that was, but after that, the shots kept coming.
0: The World Health Organization is warning that after significant success in reducing the number of malaria cases, progress in the fight against the disease has stalled. Dr David Schallenberg of the WHO Global Malaria Programme said the main reason for the setback was money. As to the reason why uh, is this uh, sort of mixed rate of uh, progress in the fight against malaria in different places. Um, but actually the elephant in the room is is about resources. We estimate that approximately $6.6 6 billion is required to maximise the impact of uh, malaria control tools that we currently have available. But last year only $3.1 billion uh, was made available for the fight against malaria. Researchers in Australia say they've made a breakthrough in the treatment of multiple sclerosis. Seven out of the ten participants in a trial in Queensland have reported positive changes to their condition. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer.
3: The treatment targets the Epstein-Barr virus in the brain that Australian researchers believe plays a role in the development of multiple sclerosis. It's a disease of the central nervous system. Immune cells extracted from patients' blood have been trained in a laboratory to recognise and destroy the virus. Seven of the ten participants in the Queensland trial have reported positive changes. Further research is planned in Australia and the United States. Archaeologists have discovered an erotic fresco in the ruins
0: of Pompeii, the Italian town buried in volcanic ash by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. The BBC's James Reynolds is in Rome. The latest excavation at Pompeii has uncovered a colourful fresco in a big house which may have belonged to a wealthy merchant seeking to show off his knowledge of mythology. The illustration shows the god Jupiter in the form of a swan impregnating the Spartan queen Leda. The queen, who is
3: half-dressed in a robe and sandals, is depicted gazing out to the viewer with a serious expression, perhaps suggesting that she'd rather be elsewhere.
0: Financial news and shares in a Japanese car maker Nissan have fallen sharply on the Tokyo Exchange. They were 6% lower in early trading as investors reacted to the arrest of the company's chairman Carlos Ghosn on suspicion of financial misconduct. Shares in Mitsubishi, where Mr Ghosn is on the board, also fell. Currencies and the US dollar is trading at 112.54 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 14 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 6 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,880, 492 points down on the previous close. Turnover was 54, sorry, 45.8 billion dollars. And now with the latest sports news, here's Adam Jern.
4: We start with football's UEFA Nations League, where Netherlands grabbed the last spot in the semi-finals with a dramatic 2-2 draw in Germany. The result relegated the world champions France, who needed the Germans to help them by winning. The BBC's John Watson reports.
3: The Dutch arrived in Gelsenkirchen needing only a point from their final group game to pip the world champions to top spot in the group. The Germans were desperate to win, to salvage some pride after a dreadful year in which they suffered a first-round exit at the World Cup and were relegated from the top tier of the Nations League with a game to spare. The home side made a blistering start and were 2-0 up inside 20 minutes with goals from the RB Leipzig striker Timo Werner and Manchester City's Leroy Sane. With five minutes to go, it was still 2-0 and France were heading to the finals, but the Dutch weren't done. In a frantic finish, Quincy Promes pulled a goal back for the visitors before Liverpool's Virgil van Dijk lashed in a last-minute volley to make it 2-2. The Netherlands finished top by virtue of a better head-to-head record against the French and they'll be joining Switzerland, England and Portugal in next year's finals. Elsewhere, Slovakia have been relegated from League B after losing in the Czech Republic where Patrick Schick scored the only goal of the game and Denmark and the Republic of Ireland drew nil-nil in their dead rubber in Aarhus. The Danes had already secured promotion and the Irish were already relegated.
4: Cricket Australia says the three suspended players involved in the ball-tampering scandal earlier this year could have their bans reduced, the BBC's Colin Harrison reports. Steve Smith, David Warner and Cameron Bancroft could have their bans reduced by Cricket Australia later this week. Smith and Warner were suspended for 12 months and Bancroft for nine following the ball-tampering scandal in South Africa in March. An independent review commissioned by Cricket Australia has since found the governing body to be arrogant and controlling, unquote, and partly to blame. The Players' Union, the Australian Cricketers' Association, said that the review meant that there were grounds now to have that punishment reduced. In basketball, Kemba Walker of the Charlotte Hornets is the new NBA scoring leader. He followed up his 60-point effort on Saturday by scoring 43 against the Boston Celtics in a 117-112 victory. Walker dropped seven threes, including 21 points in the fourth quarter. He's taken over from Steph Curry of Golden State in the scoring department with an average of 29.6 points per game. Philadelphia beat Phoenix 119 to 114, thanks to another big night from their big man Joel Embiid, who finished with 33 points and 17 rebounds. And
0: that's your look at sports. Thanks to Atom Jung there. And just to clarify, uh, in the last uh, half hour or so, Cricket Australia have announced that the bans on the three players will remain in place. And that's the latest news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Ooh, yeah. RTHK. Early this morning with a smile on my face. Thought you were next to me, but then I see you walking away. Something arrived this morning. Is there a sign he's leaving me? So I call on a friend whom I know better than me. But you worry much about things you don't understand. But don't give up if it doesn't go with the plan. Why not have some fun Why you're still young and still okay? Cause life is short, do what you can. So confused. Oh, you worry much about the things you can't see. You have it all with your money to complain. Why not leave this life while you're still young? It's okay Cause life is short.